In this pandemic year, many of us wonder if we'll ever wake up to hear a different song on the alarm clock. It is February 2nd, 2021, and this is another installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, for another look into what's happened and what's happening. On today's show, a COVID update from the Blue Ridge Health District. Council denies a special use permit for 11 additional residential units in Belmont. A local real estate group releases its report for the fourth quarter of 2021, and the Virginia Festival of the Book goes virtual for 2021. With the COVID pandemic still raging, today's Patreon field shout-out comes from an anonymous contributor who's here once again to state clearly, we keep each other safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, and keep your distance. A second mass vaccination site at Seminole Square Shopping Center is now in place to be used by the University of Virginia and the Blue Ridge Health District to administer doses, though the supply is still limited. Ryan McKay is the policy director for the health district. So right now we are receiving 2,850 doses each week. That's for the entire district. McKay said more than half of Virginia's population is eligible for Phase 1B, and health districts are still working to ensure everyone in Phase 1A is vaccinated. But you can imagine the number of people that it's going to take um, um, to get through 1B and the amount of time it's going to take, given our current allotment. It's going to be a matter of months before we can provide that widespread access to all of those individuals in that particular group. Over 40,000 people have filled out the survey that the Blue Ridge Health District has used to begin to tackle the logistics. That also means creating a third space for municipal employees. We've partnered with um, the city and Albemarle County to have them open and operate a site at Charlottesville High School where they're providing access to Phase 1A city employees. So this would be um, people in health and human services, social services, and then Phase 1B uh, uh, educators. The Biden administration has stated they are working to increase supply, and more information about that will come out over the next few weeks. There are other vaccines on the horizon, um, but we don't know um, how readily available they will be. Some of those vaccines, like the Johnson & Johnson, is actually a one-dose vaccine, but the efficacy on that vaccine is less. I think it's at about 65%. So as more vaccines become available, we'll obviously have to educate our communities about those vaccines, um, the benefits in comparison to the ones that are currently out there. There are now more people vaccinated in Virginia than the total number of cases since last March. McKay said there was a surge following the holidays, but that has begun to wane. Over the last couple of weeks, we have seen a downward trend, both in the percent positive um, from test results, and have also seen a downward trend in the total number of cases and case incidents per 100,000. So we believe at this point, after three weeks or so of a downward trend, that we're um, worked our way beyond the surge, but also recognize that there's always that potential for increased cases and transmission. Charlottesville City Council has denied a special use permit for additional density at a site in Belmont that would have added 11 units at 1000 Monticello Road. Brian Haluska is a city planner. Uh, 1000 Monticello Road is already has a development on it. Um, So that project, as it's currently developed, uh, has more units than what the zoning would allow. The project was built in the 70s uh, and then was rezoned in 2003. That rezoning was part of a comprehensive rezoning across the city. 
This portion of Belmont was put in the neighborhood commercial corridor category, which is why there are so many restaurants clustered nearby. Several members of the Charlottesville Low-Income Housing Coalition asked council to deny the permit. Laura Goldblatt is a member of the Board of Commissioners for the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority and a Belmont resident. It doesn't meet the affordability that we need. One of the things that we need to um, demand of developers is affordable housing. The only way we're going to start to see um, a lack of displacement and that we're going to see Charlottesville be more inclusive and welcoming is if developers um, really have their feet held to the fire and have to do it. During the community matchers portion of the meeting, many expressed anger that the owner, Piedmont Realty Holdings 3 LLC, raised rents in the current building after purchasing the property in February 2019 for $2.75 million. Haluska said staff could not take that into consideration. Past actions of an applicant are not something we, we take into account. Um, you can actually kind of get into some trouble with that when you do that. Haluska also said that the number of units proposed in the new structure did not trigger provisions in the city code that would require a portion of them to be sold or rented to people whose incomes are less than 80% of the area median income. So altogether, this project does not have enough square footage within all of its buildings, including the new building, to make it over that line. The applicant had volunteered to make five units comply with the city's affordable dwelling unit policy anyway, at roughly 65% of the AMI. However, council did not trust the guarantee. Here's councillor Lloyd Snook. To me, the issue is, are we as a city better off if we have 11 units, five of which are affordable at this roughly 65% of AMI? Councillor Michael Payne was among the three councillors who voted to deny. Just because an SUP is in front of us doesn't mean we have to approve it. It's our policy decision, um, and we can evaluate all SUPs on the merits and make a policy decision there. Um, and, you know, I would say, given the adverse neighborhood impacts, the fact that it doesn't conform with our comprehensive plan, the existing zoning there, um, and under our current uh, ordinance for the criteria um, of, uh, you know, the, the standards for issuance. I think there's a strong case to be made that there are adverse neighborhood impacts on the surrounding neighborhood. Payne made a motion to recommend denial, and it carried three to two. Mayor Nakaya Walker and Vice Mayor Sina McGill voted to deny, and Snook and Councillor Heather Hill voted to approve. The Charlottesville Area Association of Realtors has really. The Charlottesville Area Association of Realtors has released its home sales report for the final quarter of calendar year 2020. In summary, mortgage rates are at a historic low, which may be fueling recent activity in the market. Sales are surging in the car area housing market. There were 1,278 sales in the fourth quarter, a 23% jump from last year. There has also been an increase in the median sales price, which was $348,050 in the region during the period, or a 13% rise over the previous year. There are also fewer homes on the market, which is likely contributing to the increase in sales prices. For the second year in a row, the Virginia Festival of the Book will not be held in person this March. However, the festival will proceed virtually from March 13th through March 26th on both Zoom and Facebook Live. More than 40 events will be held with authors, and all of it is free to the viewing audience. 
But if you can't wait until then, there are many recorded events on demand at vabook.org. There are also several events coming up this month as part of their Shelf Life program. The festival has been in operation since 1995 and is a service of Virginia Humanities. And that's it for this installment of the program. We'll be back tomorrow with another installment, which will include more from the City Council meeting, something from the Albemarle Broadband meeting, and something from yesterday's Architectural Review Board. The whole point of this newsletter is to capture little bits of what happens at this meetings, hoping to get you to ask questions why, and hopefully have you find out how you can get involved in the future to make decisions or to influence the decisions that are made. That's what this kind of journalism is here for. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I thank you for listening. If you have benefited from this program in any way, please tell someone about it and let's grow the audience. Thanks very much for listening. Back tomorrow. Stay safe. In this pandemic year, many of us wonder if we'll ever wake up to hear a different song on the alarm clock. It is February 2nd, 2021, and this is another installment of the Ned Ryerson Comedy Power Hour.